Hi guys, I am sorry that I have been gone for a bit. Um, it's been crazy hectic and a lot has gone on in my life, which I will include in my podcast in the future. Um, but right now, I'd like to continue finishing that love bombing and obsession um, podcast. So as I stated in the last one, I want to say that he answered the ad, as I mentioned before, you know, along with other married men, which was disgusting, but he did answer the ad. And I knew it was him because he immediately sent photos with his reply. And they were recent photos, so I knew that he was doing it at home while he was at home and I was working. So I responded back to him and I said, well, that's great. I would love to meet up for lunch. And I waited and waited and waited all morning long for him to respond. And then he finally responded right before lunch and said, great. Let's meet up for lunch. Here is my address. Mind you, the address that he gave was my address, my house address. My heart was racing. It was going at a million miles an hour. I couldn't breathe. Um, so I thought, okay, maybe I should call him, you know, just to um, see what's up. So I gave him a call. And I'm like, hey, baby, what are you doing? He's like, oh, no, you know, I'm over here applying for jobs. It's crazy out there. And he just, like, made up the stories. I mean, these crazy stories about jobs that he had applied for. And what was sad is that he, it was so easy, so easy for him to make up these stories that never existed, but that he believed them as if they did exist, that he was applying for jobs, that he was looking. And, you know, some people called him back and he was going to get ready to go for an interview around lunchtime. And and I was like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Um, And I... uh, I was baffled. I was really, really baffled. So I had this Google number. You know, you can go on Google and you can get a number that's not yours, but it will directly go to your number. And when you respond, it responds as if it was that number. So I had gotten a Google number. He had asked this guy for his number. So I gave him the Google number. And then, um, you know, he messaged me. Hey, what time are you going to pass by? You know, it has to be around lunchtime. It can't be any later than that. And the reason for that was because he told me that he would be in an interview during lunchtime. So obviously, I would assume that he wouldn't be home. So I wasn't going to show up at the house, right? And I guess that was his mentality. How to stop me from showing up to the house with this guy that's going to show up to my house. And, um, you know, I played along, I responded, etc. And then um, during lunchtime, I didn't work very far from the house, um, but it was a, a little bit away. So during lunchtime, I went ahead and I drove to the house. And then 
So during lunchtime, I went ahead and I drove to the house. And when I drove to the house, um, I messaged him as soon as I got there and I said, hey, I'm here, where do I park? He said, park by the palm tree, the door is open, come inside. So I walk into the house. He is dressed up in my panties with my pantyhose. And he has um, these uh, pigtails. Pigtails. He is wearing pigtails. Okay. There is porn on the TV. The bed is made. The house is clean. Something that he doesn't do. And the moment he sees me walk in through that door, he runs into the bathroom with my panties and pigtails and all. And he runs into the bathroom and he closes the door. When he closes the door, he messages the number and he tells the quote unquote guy, don't come, don't come, she's here. So at this point, he obviously doesn't know that the guy is me. He just thinks that I just randomly showed up at the house. So I start banging on the bathroom door, screaming, what the hell are you doing? Why is there porn on the TV? Why are you wearing fucking pigtails? Why are you wearing, you know, my underwear? What is going on? You know, and he would not come out of the bathroom. That man would not come out of the bathroom. And I banged on that door and I screamed and I yelled and banged and banged and banged and he would not come out and it took me i'd say probably about 30 or 40 minutes of just like yelling and screaming and crying and and asking him what the hell was he doing you know and he would just say go back to work go back to work i don't understand why you're here just go back to work you know, finally, I figured, okay, I got to go back to work. The guy's not going to come out of the bathroom. This is absolutely ridiculous. So I said to him, listen, I'm going to go back to work. By the time that I get home, I want all of your stuff. And I want you out of my house. I will not have this. I will not tolerate this. And then I left. And as I was driving back to work, I get a text message to that number and it was from him. Oh, thank you for setting me up. You know, and I responded like if I was the guy. Yeah, well, you know, she's my friend. I didn't realize that she was my friend until I saw a picture of your face. And um, his response was very, very painful. He responded with, oh, well, you know, um, she can't give me kids anyway. So it doesn't matter. You know, she's not worth it. You know, um, she's not worth being a good woman because she can't give me children. And that's going to be like that forever. So it's like, I don't want to spend my the rest of my life with someone like that. You know, good luck to you and her. You guys are friends. And then, um, and then I, you know, like a child, you know, I responded with, yeah, well, you know what? That's how sick you are. You know, I have chlamydia. Um, 
I'm sorry, not chlamydia. I have herpes and, you know, I would have given it to you just as easily and you would have never known. And then you would have spread it to her. Oh, well, you and your herpes and her can go to hell. You know, she's not the woman for me. She can't give me the children I want. I want to have lots of children and she can't give that to me. Mind you, I don't know if you've heard my previous podcast, but... um. I can't have children. Well, I couldn't. Okay, we haven't got into that part yet. But when I knew him, I could not have children. I had been told for, you know, 15 plus years back then that I could not have children. And um, it was a very depressing time in my life because we never used protection and I couldn't get pregnant. You know, plus, you know, my previous marriage, I could never get pregnant. And um, I remember um, after that, you know, when I came home that night, everything was cleaned out. All his stuff was gone. Everything. He didn't leave one single thing behind. Nothing. And he didn't call. He didn't text, which is exactly what I asked him to do, you know, not or not to do but I was broken I was dead inside and that began again my second phase of depression you know this man had already broken me down emotionally he broke me down physically he broke me down every single which of the way and I came back You know, in my previous podcast, I had come back because what he was, was safe. It was better being with him than being as depressed as I was before. But this time, the depression was even worse. It was 10 times worse. I had told my friends, you know, my closest friends, especially my best friend. She is amazing. And, you know, she's the only one that stood by me. But... All my other friends that didn't know the truth, they just knew that he cheated on me, you know, for the second time. They didn't know the real truth because, you know, if I told everybody the real truth, like, what would that make me? You know, what would that make me as a woman that I would continue to go back to a man who had proven that he liked other men? And I kept going back. You know, what did that say about me as a woman? So I couldn't tell anybody else. You know, the only person that knew was my best friend. You know, I had told my mom that he cheated on me and that I kicked him out of the house. And, you know, she said, good riddance. He wasn't good for you. And I lost so many friends. I mean, so many friends because of him. Because so many friends warned me, telling me he's not the man for you. He... You know, he um, objectifies women. I've seen it on his Facebook, you know, and on his Instagram posts. He objectifies women. He doesn't respect women. And they didn't even know him. This was just based on the posts that he posted up and that he saw. And I was like, oh, well, you know, they were just jokes. It was just funny, you know. And, and I accepted it because, you know, I'm like, okay, the guy's a joker. And, you know, I got warned time and time and time again and I just ignored it I just ignored it and you know 
after this happened, I became extremely, I mean extremely depressed. I was in such a state of depression that I couldn't breathe. I drank every single night. I smoked inside my house. My house was a disaster. There was garbage everywhere. You know, I would not clean up. I would not eat. I would cry myself to sleep. And this was okay because I didn't have children back then, right? And it just became the norm for me. Yeah, you know what? I I um I got up for work, but there were days that I would call in sick. So I wouldn't go into work every day. Some days I was sick. Oh, you know, my stomach hurts. Of course my stomach would hurt. I would drink all night long, Jack and Ginger, Jack and Ginger, all day. Sometimes just straight up whiskey, you know. And I just was so saddened. I couldn't understand how a man who I thought that I loved or that I thought loved me, even if he did whatever he did, you know, people make mistakes, um, you know, would do this to me again, again. And yeah, that sounds so stupid. So stupid of me to say that I went back to him. It was so stupid of me to say, yeah, you know, um, I accepted it again. You know, and it's all about trauma bonding trauma bonding people don't seem to understand what trauma bonding is this man broke me down to nothing from being a woman who was confident in herself a woman who had lost over a hundred pounds i lost over a hundred pounds okay and i was looking amazing but he managed to break me down and make me feel like I was nothing. I was nothing if I didn't have him. Why? Because he put me up on a pedestal at the beginning and he was like, you are this. But at the same time, you are nothing. And I allowed it. And I let it be. And I accepted it. And then it became the normal for me. And that's the thing. That's how they get you. That's how they bond you. In you know, that's that's the trauma bonding. That's how it works. You know, they create these instances and these situations where they're going to be with you no matter what. Okay, and they're going to treat you a certain way, but you're going to have to accept it, and you're going to have to be okay with it, even though it's not okay. Okay, but you have to accept it because they love you because you are the best thing that's ever happened to them you know how does that make sense that makes no sense you have to accept them treating you like crap because you are the best thing that's ever happened to them you know you get these stories of their past and a lot of them a lot of narcissists have these terrible childhoods terrible terrible childhoods where um there's so much trauma in them that they become a different person that they become a fake person okay a fake person that's who they become and and you're like okay you became this fake 
person and this is how you've been able to get through life yes that's exactly how they've been able to get through life they make up these lies they make up these stories and guess what i'm not a narcissist and i have managed to get through the trauma in my life as well by making up certain stories just to make me a better person and make me feel better so at the end of the day women you have daddy issues guess what you're gonna have men issues because for the rest of your life you're gonna be searching for that man who is going to replace the love of your father and you're gonna yearn for it and you're gonna want it my experience has been that it's always been older men i have sought the love of my father who is absent in older men thinking that they are going to replace it and that they are going to be that first love because i have no idea what first love is guys i promise i will try to post more often it's just been very crazy in my life lately and i will get to that trust me you want to continue listening you guys are amazing and i thank you so much for being listeners okay good luck out there with the virus and with the riots and everything that is going on but i want to continue um, posting and I want to continue letting you know what it is to live with a narcissist this is a textbook narcissist you are not alone you are not alone ladies and gentlemen you are not alone